You can find out more on my Instagram at Quiet Fire Radio. Welcome back to Quiet Fire, the show where we celebrate female vocalists, classic and modern Australian and international. Someone very, very, very fresh on the local circuit. I've got Melbourne's The Pinstripes. How are you? Oh, we're pretty good. Pretty good, huh? Could you introduce yourselves and let me know what you play in the band? I'm Hetty, and I'm the guitarist. And I'm the singer. I'm Sonny, and I am the drummer. I'm Bella, and I'm the bass player. So nice to meet you guys. I think you you uh, were a little surprised I reached out to you. I I spend a little bit of time each fortnight just trawling through the MRAP sort of new releases and things like that and stuff that grabs me. And it's interesting because the music is the last part you get to. You have to judge a band on its band name. And then the art of the single, and then you get to work out if you like the music or not. You guys passed with flying colours in all three regards. <laughs> you just released First Tattoo. It's an incredible tune. I really, really enjoyed it. It's only been out for a couple of weeks now. How does it feel to have your first single out in the world? Right. It's, yeah, no, it's pretty special, actually, to be on Spotify and everything. Yeah. It's a bit of a... Not a lot of positive feedback. Yeah, which is really nice. Which is really nice. I think like this one was special too because it was our first song that was also written. So it's first single, mm-hmm. first song, and it's about a first tattoo. Yeah. 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 That was leading into my next question. In fact, you know, usually a band gets together, they jam through a bunch of stuff. By the time they get to record a song, they usually have, you know, a bunch of tunes up their sleeve. What are the odds the first song you guys write together is the one you you need to release? Uh, That's true. Yeah. I actually haven't thought about it. Because usually you'd think, oh, <laughs> a, a few songs in, we probably create a better song because we get better. But you know what? I think the reason it was the first song that we recorded um, was because I, I didn't have any, I didn't know how to write uh, music. It was the first song that I had written ever in my life, and I think therefore it kind of captures the tone of the song, which is like carefree. There's no, there's not really like a, a proper song structure, which is, I think is probably a good thing. Like mm-hmm. when you're writing music, it's easy to like get caught up in all that stuff and get really heady about it. But with this, it was kind of just like, oh, whatever. I'll do whatever. Yeah, the lyrics, Hetty wrote the lyrics and they were already prepared at our first ever rehearsal. Mm. Um, yeah. You had written it, I don't know if it was for your own music, but um, yeah, we just started. She sang it out with her guitar and we, Bella and I, just started creating some riffs over it and then, lo and behold, yeah. <laughs> it's come a long way. It has. It did start off like it definitely has. And I must say, I actually like the song a lot more now after its release. Mm. Like hearing it back, mm. it's, it's, I'm a bit obsessed with it. We've <laughs> <laughs> been playing a bit too much. I get oddly philosophical about the, the ins and outs of what is and what isn't punk rock, but it is definitely that 
carefree attitude, that feeling of freshness. Nothing's overthought about it. I mean, how do you capture that? Who is it, is, is it inside of you necessar- necessarily or is there influences that you're drawing on that you're trying to imitate? For me, when I wrote that song, it was a very strange time in my life. I think I had just turned 21. I didn't really know what was going on. I had just broken up with my boyfriend. I didn't really know where I was living at the time. And I feel like I was just was really, yeah, it was really inside of me to just come out with these lyrics of just like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I'm going along with it and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I never really listened to that much Melbourne rock music. Like more recently I have, but growing up and yeah, in my uh, late teens, didn't really listen to that kind of music. So I guess it was just inside of me. You can definitely feel the energy when you're mm. singing it on stage. It's like roaring out of you. <laughs> That's really sick. It's a beautiful, um, beautiful story of a society that, uh, you know, someone does get to the age of 21 and feel lost. And it's almost like a um, half of the course that in Melbourne, you know, if you aren't sure of what to do, you need to go and form a band with your friends, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And the tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those things. That's what defines being a punk rock. <laughs> a punk rock chick. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, in terms of the release, what have you what have you all been doing to aid the release? Is there a sort of mini tour? Are you doing some dates down there at the moment? What's the plan? We just had our single launch, which was super fun, but it was crazy it even went ahead because there was an Omicron was doing its thing and we were actually hoping to postpone it so that we didn't have a halved capacity but um we went ahead and did it anyway and it was actually really fun both our supporting bands had to pull out because members got covid scares and yeah we had to find two other bands two days beforehand and yeah so that was the single launch but we've got four more gigs we've done the ep launch at 25th of march but we also have had a lot of help from our record label um Critical, who, um, yeah, yeah have sort of really guided us with like what to do. So we don't have a tour as such because this is sort of like our first line of gigs post recording. But I mean, an EP launch is pretty cool for us. So yeah, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. I think. You've taken a few of my questions there. Well, let's start with the EP now. So the EP is not out yet, but we're still waiting on it. What is the name of it, and when can we expect it? Forgot we needed a name for the EP. I actually, <laughs> genuinely, I forgot. I've been thinking about it. We don't have a name for the EP. We'll, we'll come up with one. Yeah. Soon. We'll get hey, I've got a suggestion. What? I'm a fan of uh, Critter Records, who you were talking about earlier, who you've been supported by. They've been giving support to another band from Melbourne that I love called Carpet Burn. Oh, yeah. They released a single, an EP last year that I absolutely love called I Can't Believe It's Not Carpet Burn. Maybe <laughs> you could call yours I Can't Believe It's Not The Pinstripes. <laughs> that would be a good nod. A good nod to Carpet Burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're great. 
<laughs> Tell me about the Critter Records crew. I mean, I'm assuming that you guys have some sort of social friendship sort of situation with them. They released this sort of, I don't even know how to describe their demo tape. It was, it's, it's, it's a compilation of demos from a bunch of bands, largely Melbourne-based, um, that was released last year. As yet, I'm relatively sure that you guys can correct me that it's only available on cassette or something. I can't, it, there's, no, there's no digital availability yet, right? It's on, um, on Bandcamp as well. But they did like a small run of tapes, like 10, I think, though. Really small. But it's on Bandcamp. And um, so that's how actually how we sort of started recording with Critter Records because Zach saw us play at a house party and then took a liking took a liking and then was like I became to get you on this second demo um, compilation thing playlist so then he was like well but we were like we don't have anything recorded so he was like all right we'll record a song and then we had it all set up and we're like we may as well just do an EP and then we sort of got talking and we're like yeah we'll do it through through Critter Records so yeah yeah it's been it's been really great actually Mm. with Zach who runs Critter Records mm-hmm. helping us. It's like he does our sound at lots of the gigs that we do, so sort of helping each other out there. And yeah, I, I don't know how where would how, where would be without yeah. him to be honest. Yeah. yeah, it was so great to record that song for the demo and, mm. and he'd just be like, Well, let's just do the rest of it. Yeah. And yeah. I think we were really lucky in like it was a collaborative experience and that he was is sort of starting up with that whole project and we got lucky like everything aligned that we could jump on and be part of it it's so so cool so um can we expect that the ep once it has a name will be committed to some sort of physical presentation as well will there be cds tapes or records available cds for sure yeah um maybe a few t-shirts but i think definitely cds yeah that's a national yeah. exclusive right there. There might be vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if enough people eat, why not? Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if enough I people I feel like just, it could be a nice memento. Mm-hmm. Our first, our first uh, EP album ever. And for me to be 45 in my house, just mm-hmm. play, put on Maybe our just record. Yeah. 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 Just for us. Now, it is so, so cool that, uh, you know, the Melbourne scene down there is maintaining that DIY, you know, musical sort of endeavour, which, you know, used to be pretty popular up here in Sydney, but sort of died down the last few years. It's still a huge movement in Melbourne, putting together your own small label, putting things out on your own, not having the guidance of, you know, or the input of others and just and going it hard and alone, which is incredible. Who else in the, in the label stable can I listen to that you guys are really fond of? Oh, oh Easy Browns. Yeah, Easy Browns. Easy Browns is the, um, they're, they're still very young as a record label, so they they don't have that many bands under their belt, to be honest. That's why it was like sort of lucky that we jumped on and we were sort of both. It was like a ex- learning experience for Zach and it's a learning experience for us. So it's lucky that, yeah. It was good timing. It was good timing. Yeah. Because we were both sort of, yeah, I think it's like they've only got a few. They'll be getting more bad. 
What's important is that you get on, um, jump on Bandcamp and check out the demo tape release. The compilation is incredible. There's so many great young bands on that tape and I'm a big fan and I love the way it's all put together. Um, tell me a little bit about the cover art as well. Is that something that the band did or is it, because it's, it, it's pretty cool as well. I do like it. Well, Bella and I mostly did this together, but um, <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Katie was giving us an input. We would send it to Bella did the little doodles and a couple here and there. But um, yeah, we were on Zoom together while so Bella would be at her desk drawing watercolours and pens and then sent, taking photos, sending it to me and I'd be photoshopping it together and sharing my screen and yeah just thinking of more little drawings to do and doing them on the spot so took a took a few days but yeah we're pretty happy with it no, yeah, neither I mean, of you ended up going running out jumping on ebay and buying a um a, a cheap tattoo gun after the experience and thinking this might be a reasonable side hustle post-covid not yet <laughs> yeah we're hoping we're hoping to do that someone's gonna look at our cover art and, and say hey so i want that <laughs> maybe we'll do a pop-up um at one of our gigs yeah see what pop-up happens flash tattoo store <laughs> can we get our name yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Pinstripes, for joining us on Quiet Fire. I really appreciate your time. I'm so excited to see the EP. Before we go, I've just got a novelty question for you. In the spirit of the single call, being called First Tattoo, could you tell me what your first tattoo is or would be? Oh, I can. Oh, well, I guess I can't really show you, but this is a yeah. Describe it. Um, the first tattoo that I got is on my shoulder. My parents hate it. I love it. What is it? What is it's, it? I don't know what it is. It's like a flower vine thing. <laughs> kind of really hard to describe. I don't know, but it's cool. And it tells it's about big it. and black and filled in. And then she got. You'll have to come to one of our shows and see it in real life. Um, but some it. some incentive to come to the next gig. My First and only tattoo is a girl. It's like one of those classic boxing people tattoos, but instead of a guy, I got a girl. I like that. I'm actually a very, very indecisive person. I don't have a tattoo, but I've always thought because I because I'm half Chinese. Happy Chinese New Year, by the way. That I could get something cute in in Chinese characters, and it wouldn't look lame on me because. I'm actually Asian. Like it wouldn't just be like, wouldn't just say water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I can't. Pinstri- Maybe one day. Pinstripes, it's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much. If I wanted to find out more about the band, where can I go? Instagram, Facebook. We're just at the Pinstripes on Instagram. Yeah. Our main presence. And um, thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thanks really for finding fun. us. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's all good. That's all good. I'm um, I'm looking forward to following along and seeing what happens next. To take us out today, would you like to give us an introduction to your first single, first tattoo, please? Hi, we're the Pins. This is our debut single, first tattoo. And this is to triple R. Is that what I have to say as well? <laughs> 
You got it right. You got it right. Nobody's, no one's ever been diligent enough to remember the. Con-